Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. Oh my god, it's been so long. I swear, literally every time I do a podcast, I have to start off by apologising for how long it's been. I'm actually the most inconsistent person in the world with it. But yeah, I am in Leeds now. I moved to Leeds when... Oh my god, it was actually so long ago that I did my last podcast. Okay, so I moved to Leeds on, I think it was like the 24th of September or thereabouts. So we're talking like seven weeks ago-ish. Yeah, I literally got all my stuff moved into my new room within like a day. It was uh, quite handy. My friend let me keep her, ke- sorry, my friend let me keep all of my stuff in her garage over summer, which was very good of her. Um, so yeah, I had to just go and get that all set up my new room and I actually am obsessed with it. Like I love it so much because last year I was in a basement room and do you know what? It wasn't that bad. Like it was, it, the house was refurbed and stuff. So it was still a nice room. It was still nice furniture. It was nice clean carpet and freshly painted walls and things like that so it was fine but I feel like no matter how nice a room is when it's in the basement it can just be a little bit grim um I don't want to speak too badly of it in case like anyone else that's listening that has a basement room gets really bummed out by me saying this but I am very much like I'm very dependent on the light and I like seasonal depression affects me massively like see when the when the short days come in and it's literally dark at like four o'clock and then being in a basement room you literally barely get any light so especially in Leeds like Leeds is very grey um, I mean so is Belfast and I would say probably a lot of like the northern northern cities in England for some reason like anytime I go to London it's just like always sunny I don't know if that's the same across the board like down south of England but it's literally just always blue skies and sunny even when it's like freezing cold but yeah, anyway, I'm obsessed with my new room. I'm on the top floor. It's nice and spacious. I've got a big built-in wardrobe. I've got an ensuite. I've got a skylight, which like a skylight window, which I've literally dreamed of forever. Like I swear I used to, you know, back in like Tumblr days, I used to always reblog. Is it reblog that you used to do on Tumblr? I literally can't remember. But yeah, I used to always like reblog the photos of like the really cool rooms with the skylights and stuff. And it's because I don't actually shut my curtains when I go to sleep. I, I know some loads of people find it really weird. Like loads of people have to literally sleep in complete darkness and complete silence. But I really like waking up to the light and it's like a hundred times better because I wake up and the skylight's right above my bed and Although, do you know what? It's a little bit grim if you wake up and it's just really grey and rainy. But when you wake up and it's blue skies and the skylight, because it's like literally right above where I lie, then it's like the nicest way to wake up ever. It's actually freaking me out though. Like this week we've had viewings on our house already. Like it's so early. I know because we sorted our house last year, I think at the end of November. So I know it is like normal for... Leeds I don't really know about anywhere else what the crack is but like I know in Belfast you literally don't need to sort your house until like a few months before whereas yeah viewing start like at the start of November here and it stressed me out so much because I don't know if I'm doing a placement or if I'm just going to go straight into third year like I do want to do a placement but I don't want to do a fast faster one so it takes out a lot of options yeah I don't know it's just it I know I should do a placement but like the thought of like sitting down and writing cover letters for all the applications and like uh I don't know I've made a list of places I want to apply for but this is the thing I don't have much of a 
portfolio at this point. Like the jobs I'd be, the placements I'd be applying for would be very much like social media marketing based. And um, I'm doing a lot of that kind of stuff this term. So that won't be finished obviously until my assignment deadlines, which are like mid-December. And like, I don't know if that's too late to be applying for placements by then. Maybe if I just get everything else ready and then I can just like add them at the end or something. I don't really know. I I feel like I just don't want to think about it. (laughs) But I know that's the worst thing to do. I need to lock myself away in the library for a day and just force myself to write a cover letter and CV. But what are you even writing a CV? Like this is the thing, I have so much work experience, but it's all like hospitality and salon work and like farm work. How does that apply to social media jobs? I oh, you just have to write so much shit, don't you? Like you just really have to milk it. But yeah, I don't have I don't really have any like corporate experience. So I don't know how I'm gonna make working as a makeup artist or being a bartender to fit a social media job. But we'll give it a go, sure. Also, why not just like milk another year of being a student? Do you know what I mean? Like you're just putting responsibilities off for another year. I can deal with that. Although, I mean, you do have more responsibilities, I guess, when you're in doing a placement. But you know what I mean? Then I won't be graduating till I'm like 26. That's late. <laughs> it's not that bad, actually. I know people that will be graduating when they're older. But yeah, I feel like why not just milk it for another year? Also, but this is the only thing I was thinking. So a year a year in a different place would be really nice. Like... Manchester, London, I don't know, somewhere a bit different. But then I feel like this is kind of like my first year in Leeds because last year really didn't count. Like, lived there for two months, barely went anywhere, barely saw anything because everything was just closed. Uh, No clubs were open or anything. So, like, this is like my first year of actually experiencing Leeds. So, I only really feel like I'm kind of like getting to know it and like settling in properly now. So, then for me to just kind of pick up next year, it might throw me off a little bit. But then I know loads of people that are also doing placements and then they'd be back again when they're in third year and I'd also be in third year so it kind of makes sense I guess I'm sorry not me literally rambling about placements for five minutes (laughs) so I put up on my Instagram story asking for you to send me in your dilemmas and you guys came through with the dilemmas I haven't done one of these in a while also I really want to get my friend Robin on the podcast I also want to get Ted on the podcast. I have a couple of people I want to get on the podcast. So that will definitely be coming up soon. Um, But yeah, this for today, you've just got me, little old me, uh, giving you advice to your dilemmas as if I'm qualified to do so, but I'm most definitely not. And you should take everything I say as a pinch of salt. So yes, thank you so much for sending in all your dilemmas. We're going to start off with Someone has asked, any tips for maintaining friendships with friends from home when you're at uni? So I'm not very good when it comes to like using my phone to text people that I'm not... Basically, if you're not in my life like on a day-to-day basis, unless you're my parents like or my family, then I probably am not going to message you very much. <laughs> which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing at all I think it's great that social media allows us to like keep up with our friends lives and kind of know what's going on and know that people are doing okay but not have to be in like constant contact with them I also just think like I can't deal with high maintenance 
uh, friendships like the best kind of friendships are the ones where next time you see each other you just pick up from where you left off I think high maintenance friendships at the end of the day are never really gonna last because how can you expect to like both do your own thing and go your own way in the real world like you're gonna have different jobs you potentially gonna have like families and kids like you can't expect to be in constant contact and everything like that so yeah I don't really have any tips for this apart from just make sure that you do put the effort in when the option is there to meet with them when you're back home um don't like isolate yourself or think that because you've got new uni friends you should just ignore them even do like why don't you invite them over to come visit you for a weekend or when you go home for a weekend that's always nice it can also throw you off a little bit though as well like I'm going home this weekend and I'm I'm so excited to go home and see people and see my family and see my dogs but I'm so scared for coming back to Leeds on the Tuesday I think it's literally gonna be you know when you wake up on a Monday and it's just full depression session like why is this my life you know you know that Monday feeling and you've just got the whole week ahead of you and you're just like oh my god I think I'm gonna have that but like to a whole other degree because I'll have gone home and then come back do you know what I mean so yeah maybe get them to come visit you at uni if not then you'll see them at Christmas and you can have some fun nights out then but yeah most of my friends from school like I still love them to bits and yeah there's no like pressure there to constantly be in contact which is exactly what you want and chances are if there is pressure from like one side from one person in the relationship the chances are it's because they're bored or jealous and they want do you know what I mean they're sitting there being like oh why aren't they contacting me but you're not even thinking twice about it because you're so busy so a bit of communication as well just kind of goes a long way I guess Okay, so moving on to the next dilemma. Someone has said, got so much work but can't be arsed. Yeah, I feel you, babes, honestly. Like, it can really be a struggle to just... Do you know what? Starting is, like, the hardest thing. Also, obviously, phones are, like, such a distraction now as well. I find that I literally can't work at home because this is what happens when I work at home. I have like a good desk I could sit at but I just never and like a really comfy chair and everything but I always just like I'll never sit at it if I stay at home to do work I'm, I'm always just like the bed just looks way too appealing do you know what I mean like you're sitting there and you'll, I'll sit there for literally two seconds and I'll be like what the fuck am I doing and then just get back onto the bed and then before you know it you're like actually tucked up in bed with your dressing going on and you're fast asleep in the middle of a lecture <laughs> so yeah I literally can't do it either that either I do that or else I end up finding like a hundred and one things to do like I'll literally clean my bathroom clean my shower uh, reorganize my wardrobe like you name it and that I'm doing or like I'll literally start hoovering the whole house just to avoid working <laughs> so I just need to get myself out which is easier said than done sometimes it's a little bit daunting especially in the cold weather like walking to the library or whatever but you feel so much better for it and it's actually really nice going for a walk every day like having to walk there and walk back it really it wakens you up on your way there and it gets your steps in for the day you know you're being a you're killing two birds with one stone I just think as well then once you get to like 
library or cafe or wherever it is you are working you're way more likely to not procrastinate once you're there because you're like right I haven't come all this way for nothing and even if you do literally stay for only like two hours at least it, you're, at least you're doing two solid hours of work so I would just say try and get into a routine of going somewhere that's my biggest tip because yeah that's definitely what I have to do and I know for like a lot of assi- uni assignments it's like the hardest part is like getting your head around it and then actually starting it like I know for what an assignment I just had I put off starting it for ages and then once I started it it just literally like wrote itself because you do that much like planning and research and stuff and then the hardest part is actually just being like right okay let's sit down and write the introduction and do this but then once you do it you literally can get it done in a day if you're struggling because the assignments seem daunting do like a detailed plan like a bullet pointed thing and then you can literally just like as I said it will literally just like write itself because you'll have done like so much research that the words will just be flowing out of you and you will be thriving and you'll have it done in no time apart from referencing <laughs> I'm literally the worst at that and every time I'm like okay on my next assignment I'm gonna reference from the start I'm gonna make sure I've got all my references and my bibliography done as I go and then of course here I am like with the full assignment done but no referencing in it and now I'm gonna have to go back and spend like hours just trying to find where I got each bit of information it's actually so dumb like why do I do this to myself every time I haven't done it for one of my essays I've actually stayed on top of it for that but for the other two like fuck me I'm it's gonna take a long time to get through the referencing in it okay so someone has said The girls I live with in my uni house, one has just turned on me for no reason and is horrible to me now. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear this. Um, There's actually nothing worse than having like an uncomfortable living situation because at the end of the day, you just want where you live to be homely and for it to be a nice, like safe space for you to come back to at the end of your day and for you to wake up in. So it definitely, I definitely think you need to address it. It's not something you can just keep let like eating away at you because it'll just make you feel more shit as the days go on and you'll end up like spending more time away from home and then when you come back you'll feel like even more awkward and more isolated so yeah I think you should definitely if you're not comfortable sitting down with that one girl and speaking about it maybe talk to the other housemates and see would they be comfortable speaking to her for you or like if you were to confront her would they kind of like back you but yeah no one deserves to feel like that in their own home we had a bit of a weird situation last year where one of the girls in our house like said that we were making her feel uncomfortable and then when you actually think about it okay I lived there for two months and I was the stranger in the house of a group of friends so how could I have been making anyone feel uncomfortable yeah no the whole thing was just bullshit to be honest with you like obviously in a situation when you move into a house of people that you don't know you're gonna be nothing but nice which is what I was and yeah she still managed to say that that me and another girl were the problem and the other girl's so nice as well so like yeah I I really I still to this day I'm like genuinely baffled by what went on and I'm just really glad I was not really there for the most part like it kind of all happened once I'd gone home which is what what still really confused me when it was like being said that I was part of the problem I was like I'm literally in Belfast like what do you want me to do about this I like I don't live with you so yeah 
um, I know what it's like to have like a weird living situation and it's not nice. So definitely try and communicate with your other housemates and come to like some sort of middle ground and work out what it is. She could literally just be like taking her anger out on you like after a bad day, which is grim. And she, but she needs to like know that she can't do that and that you're not just gonna like stand there and take it. Because some people do, some people actually do that. Like they pick someone as like their target and then when anything happens, like they just like to kind of get at them and take their frustration out on them because from like when they've done that previously they know that the person just like doesn't doesn't react i don't know it's like a weird complex okay so someone's dilemma is breaking up with someone and only realizing once they've moved on that you've made a mistake right so the thing is with this do you actually think you've made a mistake or does it just like is it just a bit of a kick in the teeth seeing them moved on and now you're kind of like oh shit do you know what I mean now you're kind of like now that you're seeing them like living their best single life that it's only that you want them now because if that's the case you definitely don't want them you definitely are just like you're seeing them moved on you kind of just like want what you can't have because you know it's like because you know they've moved on you know they're not going to come back to you and yeah, I think it's also really easy to kind of look back on relationships with like rose-tinted glasses and only remember the good times. I can be really bad, really bad for that sometimes as well. Um, and you're kind of like fantasizing about this like previous relationship, but you're you're in your head you're thinking of only like the best version of it. And at the end of the day, you broke up for a reason, and you came to that decision to break up with him for obviously a good reason at the time. Um, so maybe you need to just like remember that <laughs> and and remind yourself of why you wanted to move on from this relationship in the first place I actually I remember I didn't I think with one of my relationships before I ended up after oh I know what it was right basically uh you know in school you know like when you go out with someone in school and you like break up and get back together every other second it was like one of those t- kinds of relationships and after we broke up one time I was like right I need to get it in my head that I can't get back together with him because I keep doing this going back and forth so then I literally just like wrote a full list of things in my notes on my phone of reasons why I shouldn't get back with him and it worked wait no actually no it didn't work <laughs> I think it maybe worked for a while I can't I, I genuinely can't remember it was that long ago now but yeah you could write a full list like I did and hope that works right someone has sent in finding self-love again after a breakup we were together for over two years this is one of those things that does just kind of like take time it's really difficult when you come out of a relationship where like you were very much dependent on them for not like your not necessarily your whole like entire happiness but you know you spent a lot of your downtime with them you rely on them for compliments and for love and gifts and like literally everything where that's concerned they always were the one that was there just like always having someone there like that to then get used to not having that is really difficult and you really have to like connect to things that you love again whether that's a case of that you give them up when you're with someone or if it's just that 
you still do them but you need to like focus on them more now um, and focus on yourself and on other things and um, it's not think of try and think of like the good side of it you've a lot more time for yourself you've a lot more time to do like um self to work on like self-development to read books to see your friends to make new friends even to do more time spend more time for example for me like dancing or yeah like there's so many benefits that come with it but it does just take time and it's a weird one because when someone like loves you for two years then you're you don't really think that you have to like love yourself even though you might oh I don't I like can't put into words I like know what I want to say but I like can't get it into words but basically when you've been in like that long of a relationship you've never had to like actively love yourself oh no that doesn't make any sense you don't do you actively love yourself oh my god what am I trying to say right when you've been on a relationship for that long (laughs) you no longer like have to rely on being self-loving because you've got another half that like loves you for you and you just kind of like accept that and you love them you know and then all of a sudden that's away and it's like oh I need to actually love myself and love my body and not rely on compliments from them do you know what I mean am I making sense here I hope I'm making sense but yeah yeah I you just need to connect with the things that you love try and aim at the start for self-acceptance I would say over self-love self-love can be hard so yeah aim for self-acceptance first that's like a good first stepping stone because at the end of the day you're not going to wake up every single morning and absolutely love yourself from head to toe and or and love everything about your life like that's a really what's that what's the word it's like toxic positivity is that I, I swear I, I was learning about this the other week in uni yeah that's like toxic positivity because at the end of the day it's like really stupid to think that you can wake up every day and be that positive but as long as you can wake up and accept yourself whether you love yourself or not that day then you're flying oh got a quick question here about australia so someone has asked to go to sydney or melbourne when i graduate help i would say go to both they're both so different and everyone is either very one or the other like you're either a Sydney person or a Melbourne person I've definitely said that in my Australia podcast but yeah I think you need to try them out to know what suits you me personally kind of like knew in advance just from what other people had said and their experiences and when they like described them as cities I kind of was like more edging towards Melbourne so I kind of knew and then when I got there I was able to confirm that for myself by living in both places but I would say 100% just go go to both and try them out and see for yourself I find Sydney a very hard city to feel at home in because it just felt very touristy and very very touristy and just very big and yeah just not very homely I guess whereas other other people literally were obsessed with it and like didn't even want to give Melbourne a chance because they were that like in love with Sydney do you know what I mean so it's definitely yeah one of those things you actually just need to try out for yourself Okay, so someone has asked for advice on how to meet people at uni because they are struggling. This can be a hard one because I think with like a lot of the halls and stuff these days, they're usually in like flats now. You know the way the old halls, the way they kind of used to be like in big corridors of people and they were always catered. Whereas now it seems to be the more modern thing for them to all be like 
you know, flats of like four to six people with a kitchen, a shared kitchen and shared bathroom. So it can be hard to like meet anyone outside of your flat, especially with like the layout of halls, the way it's kind of just like very closed off. And yeah, do you know what I mean? There's not really big like meeting points and stuff if that makes sense but um I would say your best bet is to join societies you literally don't need to to actually participate in the sport or the activity or whatever it is that the society does you can join societies as a social member so like for example I have a friend and she is in the hockey society or like she goes to all the hockey socials and nights out and stuff but she's never played or trained hockey in her life with the uni so you literally can join as a social member so that's a really good way of meeting people I know like for my dance socials I'm allowed to just like bring anyone that I want they're like not strict about it at all so don't think that because you don't play in a team that you can't do that also there's so many there's so many societies that don't even have like for example the snow society they don't they obviously don't go snowboarding (laughs) or skiing every week do you know what I mean they just like organize the ski trip once a year and if you don't go on that that doesn't mean you can't be in the snow society so you can still go to all the snow socials that's just like one example but there's so many other ones like that like the surf society they don't like they hardly go surfing every week in Leeds do you know what I mean that's not a thing so (laughs) yeah literally just join whatever society you want even go with like your flatmates or anyone that you know to their socials because they're usually not that strict about who comes also literally my biggest tip the girls bathroom like the amount of friends I make in the girls toilets is ridiculous I'm my housemates slag me all the time because after every night out I come home with like 10 new ads on snapchat and like all these different followers on instagram that I'm like wait I swear I met them last night but I'm you know when you meet so many people and you like can't remember anyone's names and you're trying to like look at their profiles and see if you remember who's who and stuff and yeah they always sag me off because they're like oh who have you picked up tonight and stuff like I just always make friends on nights out I think it's just as soon as I have a drink in me I like I don't know I just think it's acceptable to just like chat to anyone and everyone which it is it so is so just do that but yeah it's literally the best way oh my god I'm so hungry I don't know what was wrong with me I literally had lunch my eating patterns been my eating schedule's been really off today because I went straight from uni to dance and didn't get home until 4 p.m. So like I had lunch at four and now it's 20 to six and I'm like ready for my dinner already. <laughs> Why am I like this? I literally have a bottomless pit of a stomach. Right, so next dilemma. Someone has said finding a balance between uni work and downtime. Oh my god, and a hundred other things. I swear there's like so much to think about and so much to have to balance. Like between uni work and then like if you have a job and then downtime, going out, exercising, cooking, like shopping. Oh my god, I don't mean shopping as in going shopping for clothes, by the way. I mean like doing your food shopping and actually like feeding yourself nutritious meals. (laughs) But yeah it's so it's so hard to find the balance and it it does take time and practice like you're not just going to get it straight away and there's always going to be something that kind of like you know outweighs the other a little bit on the scale for some time and then maybe you'll be able to flip that but then maybe something else will weigh it on another time so 
I would say the main thing here is when you're working try and make it productive work like if you are sitting down for say you've got like four hours in the day to do some uni work actually make sure you do uni work for those four hours because otherwise like what's the point in setting aside that time if you're just going to sit on TikTok the whole time I need to listen to my own advice okay I'm actually like directing this at myself but (laughs) yeah there's no the way I see it is that you either like (laughs) this is just another case of me just having like verbal diarrhea why can I not get my words out today basically if you're gonna have downtime have downtime spend it on your phone spend it watching tv spend it doing whatever but if you're gonna set aside time to work what is the point in semi doing semi having that as downtime and semi working as well like you may as well cut the time in half that you're working and actually make it like productive work I find this really hard to do sometimes I get my housemates to take my phone off me like we'll swap phones for for the afternoon or for the morning or oh my god you can get apps as well you can get apps where you can like I can't remember the name is it forest where you like down you like plant trees you like basically like set a certain amount of time and it like plants trees while you're while you're working and you like can't access any of your apps that's quite a good idea but yeah finding the balance is hard I have started like cooking like batch cooking at the start of the week so that that's kind of like one thing off my mind and yeah it just means I don't need to think about food for the rest of the week pretty much I kind of like it kind of started off accidental to be honest because I have no concept of portion sizes because I've been so used to cooking for my mum my dad my brother and me for like the last however long from being at home so yeah my my kind of concept of like portion sizes is really thrown off like I've really struggled to just like make a single bowl of pasta <laughs> I literally don't know how to do it so yeah started off as an accident and literally made like enough to feed myself for five days and then I was like do you know what this is not a bad idea I mean I know loads of people hate that because then you're like eating the same shit all the time but you can like freeze it and then you know if you get bored of it just like freeze half of it and then maybe cook like at another point in the week um I also started getting odd boxes I don't know if you've heard of them and actually I don't think they're available yet in Ireland or Northern Ireland unfortunately I think they potentially are going to but yeah I it started off in London and they've kind of like branched out now you can get definitely get it in Leeds obviously because I get it but yeah you pick basically whether you want like I think you can pick small medium or large and then you can do like vegetables on their own fruit on their own or a combination of the two so I just do vegetables and it was so good it was literally I think it was 11 pounds well you get your first week half price so this week was 550 I'm doing every other week because there's actually so much um it'd be really handy actually if you had someone in the house that wanted to do it with you you could do it every week and split the cost of it but I just do every other week because I just have it for myself and a big box of veg arrives randomly on a Saturday night literally at like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> um so weird apparently they like do overnight deliveries to kind of like save money on congestion and stuff I, I don't really know but yeah big box of veg arrived and it's all like the wonky stuff basically that doesn't make it to supermarkets or you know if they have like way too much like farmers have way too much of something one week and supermarkets like don't want it then it goes to odd box and you get it in your in your little package and it's so good because 
usually when I go to the shop, I just end up buying the same shit all the time. Like I just get onions, peppers, broccoli, like just like the normal stuff. Whereas this is like making me cook like all different things. Like this week I got kale and mushrooms and potatoes and everything. Not that they're like really weird, but I, do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, it just like pushes you out of your comfort zone a little bit. It gets you to make different things. Like I made a really nice mob kitchen recipe the other day with like cauliflower and pepper and lentils and then I made like an Irish stew the week before which I would have never made before but it's so nice to have in the winter like it's so comforting and because I had potatoes and stuff like I never would really buy potatoes but because they were there I was like do you know what I'm gonna make an Irish stew so yeah all boxes are really good also I've never got HelloFresh but I feel like it's quite expensive for what it is I personally don't know if HelloFresh is worth it. Also, I eat ginormous portion sizes. Like, I can guarantee you that the HelloFresh portion sizes would not be big enough for me. So, yeah, maybe give Oddbox a go. It kind of takes off the pressure for, like, getting fresh produce in for the week because I can be really bad at that. And then it just means you have to... You only have to go to, like, your local corner shop and stuff to just, like, top up on pasta and rice and oats and that kind of shit. Do you know what I mean? I sound like I'm sponsored by Oddbox. I literally couldn't be raving about them more. But I just think it's like the best thing ever. Another tip I have for like trying to balance things and just like get into a good routine is it's really easy to get carried away. I think when you first go to uni to like be staying up late every night, sitting with your housemates and watching TV and stuff to like literally you could be up until like two or three every morning and I, to just try and like break that habit and have like your nights in as early nights because you'll find it so much easier to get up in the morning and then obviously when you're going out then you can have a late night but like it's just a good habit to get into like being in bed for a decent time when you're not actually doing anything because there's nothing worse than waking up in the morning and being like like literally for what reason did I stay up till that late for oh my god right someone's dilemma is falling for boys that are wankers and excusing x slash red flags this reminds me of that you know that tiktok that's like oh my god why is my personality trait being like oh you know that tiktok i used to always say about how much i hated people that were like that and now i have become that but yeah you know that tiktok that's like when you see all the red flags but your favorite color is red (laughs) but yeah i would say for this maybe voice the red flags to your friends you know like actually say saying them out loud and then at least like the people that you're close with can be like no you can't ignore that as opposed to just keeping it into yourself and then like then when it goes comes down the line then you're like oh reflecting on that I did see that as a red flag do you know what I mean because then you can kind of be like held accountable for like what action you take after learning about that red flag (laughs) if that makes sense personally though I can't like Okay, there's obviously a difference between a red flag and an ick. Red flags, you'll try and convince yourself aren't red flags, whereas icks, like, there's no coming back from an ick. No, there's literally no coming back from an ick. I refuse to believe it. I really need to do another ick podcast. I feel like sufficient time has passed. We're definitely, yeah, I'll do an ick podcast soon. I really want to do an ick podcast, though, with a boy and get people to send in their girl icks and their boy icks. So we can have it from like two perspectives. Do you know what I mean? I think that'd be funny because I don't think you hear as many icks from boys as you do from girls. Maybe that's the one I'll do with Ted. Right, I'll try and convince Ted to do a podcast with me about icks and he can talk about boy icks. No, he can talk about icks from a boy's perspective and I'll talk about them from a girl's perspective. Okay, 
Let's see. Next one. Significant other hates TikTok and thinks it's so cringe, so refuses to download it, but it's my only successful-ish platform. I mean, I have it and I think it's cringe. So like, I can see why people who don't have it think it's cringe. (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong with this. Like, if someone doesn't like a platform, there's like no pressure to get to for them to get it if anything it's a really fucking good thing because one it's a blessing because they don't waste as much time as people that do have it do on it you know whereas and also it's probably quite good because i mean maybe half your tiktoks are really cringe maybe you wouldn't want him to necessarily see them i know i wouldn't want my boyfriend to see them jesus like (laughs) oh my god so he was visiting like a couple of weeks ago in Leeds and I was doing like a transformation you know before and after makeup TikTok and when it came to doing the after one I was like right can you just leave the room now because I don't want you to get the ick from me basically it is cringy though there's no denying it it's a cringy app like obviously it's really funny as well it's also quite educational but yeah there's no doubt it's cringy so I mean if I were you I'd be pretty happy he's not on it I'm very happy my boyfriend's not on TikTok I think if he was on it I'd genuinely block him I'd be like no there's no need for you to see these you'll stick to Instagram like I even cringe for myself when I talk on my stories and I see that he's viewed it I'm like oh did you really have to view that like come on (laughs) I I literally don't know why because I'm not embarrassed putting them up in the first place but it's like something inside me is just a bit like come on do we really need to be watching me speak to my phone i don't think so okay someone's dilemma is a toxic slash manipulative friend but everyone else likes her that's a hard one when no one else kind of sees it and you don't want to try and like force it on people for them to see it because then maybe it comes across as very bitchy and I would just say that, to be honest, with things like this, the truth kind of always comes out. Like, chances are within the next year, they will see her true colours if she is toxic and manipulative. They just maybe aren't seeing them at the moment. Maybe just try and keep your distance from that person. Like, you can still be friends without being, like, best of friends, you know? Obviously, within groups, you're, like, closer with people than... Closer with some than you are with others, so just try and maybe distance yourself a little bit from that one person in particular and I can literally almost guarantee you that people will agree with you within the next year. Okay so someone's dilemma is adult acne and the effect it has on your confidence and they've said because I have zero confidence ATM. I know exactly how you feel. I've been through it. Um, This time last year my skin was a complete shit show. I had zero self-confidence. I literally didn't want to leave my bedroom like even to just like watch tv or even cook in my own kitchen because it would mean seeing my housemates and them seeing what my skin was like which is absolutely absurd and it's also just so stupid because no one actually gives a flying fuck like no one cares as much as you do and it's so like looking back on it I'm like that's so vain to think that people would actually think anything of me because of my skin Like, how self-absorbed do you have to be to think that that's all anyone cares about and that's what they're looking at? The thing is, as well, is that I would spend so much time in front of mirrors, like, really picking myself apart and, like, also, like, picking my skin and, 
like really obsessing over it using all like different things to try and get rid of it like literally thinking about it every living second of every day and I think the more you obsess about it the more you think that other people think it's a big deal as well when in reality like if I ever see someone with like that doesn't that has acne I literally don't think twice about it I think in these situations you're like always your own worst enemy you just need to cut yourself some slack honestly I think I, what was it I heard someone say the other day like treat yourself how you would if pe- if people treated themselves how they treat other people like with the kindness and compassion that you treat other people then you would be such a better person to yourself but I understand how difficult it is with adult acne I think as well especially when you kind of get out of nowhere as an adult like it's a little it's still hard when you're a teenager but at least there's like kind of like loads of people surrounding you when you're in school that are going through the same thing whereas I feel like when you're going through it as an adult you feel like you're literally the only person and you're just like looking at everyone else around you with like perfect skin which which can definitely get you down more so yeah just try and remember that there's so much more to life than what you look like and what your skin is like and there's so much more to you as a person than what you look like at the end of the day no one really wants to be remembered for how they looked you want to be remembered for who you are as a person if you're just constantly thinking about how you look and how your skin looks how are you ever going to evolve and grow as a person and be that person that you want to be because you're always going to be so like self-conscious and timid and thinking that like people are looking at you when they're literally not and also just remember that it is like it's not going to be for the rest of your life do you know what I mean you are going to come to a solution and it might take you longer than you're expecting to take to like at the end of the day your skin is not gonna just like clear up within the space of a month it took me a long time to get it sorted I do actually have a skin highlight I think did I did I save it as a highlight if I didn't I'll go and do it now but I uploaded the other day what like cured my skin and the skincare I've been using and everything because I didn't want to go in the pill or Rakuten so I was trying to do it all with like herbal remedies and tablets and uh, skincare and shit like that so check out my instagram for my skin highlight um obviously not everything not everything that works for me will work for someone else because everyone's skin and bodies are different but these tablets called pantothenic acid literally changed my life if you look at the, if look them up online pantothenic acid it's vitamin b5 and if you mega dose them it's meant to be really good for your skin i started off in like I think it was like 10 to 12 a day and now I take four a day just two in the morning and two at night and I literally swear by them but yeah I don't want to like swear by them and then people get them and then it doesn't work for them so yeah just be conscious of that that it won't necessarily work for you but honestly the amount of reviews online of people saying it like cured their cystic acne was insane right okay I think I'm gonna wrap it up there for today thank you so much for sending me in all your dilemmas I hope everyone that is at uni or is back to school or whatever you're doing that you've settled in okay it's so crazy to me the amount of messages I get still being like oh my god I just been listening to all your podcasts or I love your podcast so much like when will the next one be and I keep saying I'm so sorry I've kept meaning to record ones I honestly can't tell you how much I appreciate the support it's it it genuinely baffles me like that you want to sit down and listen to me talk shit (laughs) so yeah thank you so much guys i will speak to you in the next episode i love you goodbye